Hello and welcome to mini episode 223 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have two spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 19th of October 2022 and story number one comes from Anonymous. I believe in ghosts and things of a spiritual nature but I've never been particularly sensitive especially after hearing about others experiences but I've started to notice that I know things and I'm honestly curious if it is somehow genetic. I was raised in a fairly popular but less mainstream denomination of Christianity called Pentecostalism. Pentecostals believe in things like speaking in tongues and casting out demons, and different people can have different gifts from God. My mom has what is known as discernment. The Wikipedia page reads, In the Christian religion is considered as a virtue, a discerning individual is considered to possess wisdom and be of good judgment, especially so with regard to subject matter often overlooked by others. It's honestly what other people would call a gut feeling or maybe intuition. I don't know what it is, but I do believe in her ability. Her main experience is that she can read people very well just by looking at them even through a picture. This sounds a little hokey, I know, like I just have a judgy mom, but her track record is perfect. I show her pictures of new friends or dates, and she will comment on if they look nice or if she gets a bad vibe. There's no common connection between people she gets bad or good vibes from. It's not a prejudice thing in any way, and it's not confirmation bias either. Everyone will eventually disappoint you or annoy you as humans are humans but people she has warned me about have disappointed in major ways. Just a few examples. I became friends with a 5'2", conventionally pretty girl-next-door type at work a few years back. We were instant best friends, despite my mom's bad vibes. Not long after I left the job, she confessed that she had feelings for another co-worker, despite the fact that she was 25 and he was 17 and I ended the friendship quickly, completely shocked. I did not report it as I had no proof and my former manager had been angry when I left and would not have believed me. I was also only 18 myself and unaware how to handle it. Mama clocked a friend's new boyfriend, who seemed like a total dreamboat, and turns out his divorce wasn't as final as he had acted. I became friends with a guy that she thought was a little cutie after saying hi and nothing else to him once in a store and years later, he's my roommate and the nicest and chillest man I've ever met. The kind of friend that you call in the middle of the night to come and get you and just happens to run into me when I'm on a date that I've gotten uncomfortable on. She can also sense things in a more major way. She once warned her pastor about what she described as a storm that would soon cover the church, but encouraged him to not lose hope or faith as God would protect the church. Two months after her meeting with him that I was at for moral support, legal action was brought against the church as several former members made false accusations. I know for a fact they were false as I was present at some of the events that were misrepresented. The lawsuit was settled in the church members' favour, and as the years have passed, I can confirm that things did settle down and end up okay. One time in high school, I woke up to find that it was 10am. 
My mom is stay at home and intentionally let my lazy 17 year old self sleep in. She had woken up with a start at around four and just felt in her heart that if I drove myself to school that day I would be hurt. It freaked her out so much that she didn't even want to drive me herself and wanted to keep me home completely. Honestly, these experiences did not freak me out or negatively affect me. It honestly makes me feel safe. I don't have similar experiences to hers, but I have noticed some odd things. In November 2019, my cousin and her husband walked into our house for Thanksgiving. I just looked at her and knew she was pregnant. We aren't particularly close due to age gap, so I hadn't seen her in a month or so. I had no reason of knowing. And I know now that only her, her husband and her doctor knew. Even my aunt and uncle, her parents, didn't know. The baby was a complete surprise. They had only been married three months and had been insistent that they would wait until at least one year of marriage to try. But I just knew. And at Christmas they announced their pregnancy and as they had waited to announce it for safety, my little cousin was born at the end of July 2020. Last summer, I woke up at 9.30 and I know for sure as I have a problem of grabbing my phone first thing. Almost 10 minutes later, my best friend called me, my oldest friend and the closest thing I have to a sister. Someone had clipped her car, almost drove her off the road and sped off. This had happened at about 9.30, as she had the timestamp from her call to 911 showing 9.32 at the time the call was placed. A few weeks ago, my mom took one of our cats to the vet for a flea allergy affecting her skin. After a while, I checked her location. We have each other's as I am a young woman living in a bigger city and she is often home alone in her rural house. I saw her little dot moving out of the clinic's parking lot and just knew there was bad news, despite that my cat was literally just there for a steroid prescription. I called my mom and she answered the phone sobbing. They found lumps and had scheduled more tests as they expected cancer. I was concerned but eerily calm as my pets are my life, even the ones I no longer live with. After a few days, the lumps hidden in her little armpits started to shrink. At the next appointment, the vet confirmed that it had been an extreme and uncommon reaction to fleas, causing some glands to swell and the steroids fixed everything. Today, the aforementioned roommate texted me while I was driving. I saw his name on my phone screen but didn't see the content of the message as my car is old and won't read messages to me or anything. It is not uncommon for him to text me during work as we're best friends and he's allowed to be on his phone in the slow moments. But the moment I saw his name, I just thought, Marie's grandfather is dead. And that's exactly what it was, Marie being his long-term girlfriend and a dear friend of mine. My mom definitely believes that her abilities come from God and I will never discount that for her as it's important to her and she is equally respectful and loving to me, her agnostic gay child. I don't necessarily want to say that I have what she has, but it's becoming too frequent for me to just discount as a coincidence or a lucky guess. Like, I just couldn't make myself worry about my cat at all. And I just knew with 100% certainty that the grandfather had passed away, despite there being no sickness leading up to it. I just can't explain it and thought you would enjoy this long ramble about knowing things with an odd degree of certainty. 
a couple of years ago I ended up going to a Pentecostal church service a couple of times and I found it really interesting so far removed from anything that I grew up with I grew up obviously going to Catholic church to mass on a Sunday and I just found the Pentecostal church just fascinating it was so different to anything that I had ever really experienced in terms of religion and I generally don't talk about the topic of religion in any kind of serious way uh, but I just want to say that it it honestly brings a tear to my eye that your mom has retained her faith and also still has all that love and acceptance for her agnostic gay child just makes me really happy you know And I really do think that regardless of what your religious leanings are, whether you're religious, atheist, agnostic, whatever faith pathway you follow, there are these instances of people who have intuition, discernment, a gift of knowing. What you call it depends on what context you grow up in, right? And regardless of anything paranormal or supernatural, I do genuinely believe that there are people in the world that have much stronger powers of perception and therefore seem to have much better intuition. Just as a starting point, you know, you talk about your mom just looking at people and just knowing that they're not a good person or a person who maybe may not do the best things or that they are somebody who, yeah, you know, they've got good intentions, they've got a good heart, whatever it is. I do think there are people who just have this ability to look at somebody and and I don't know read teeny tiny signs read things about their body language read things about their faces whether it's like an evolutionary skill that some people have more so than others I don't know I mean I I can tell you now that I don't have it but that doesn't really account for things like something is going to happen within this church or something is going to happen to my child if they go on this car journey, I just know it. And again, similarly with the situation with the cat in the vet, just knowing that it's going to be okay, just knowing deep down in your soul that this is this is going to be okay. This is going to be absolutely fine. My cat is being queried to have cancer. It might be very serious, but I just somehow know that it's going to be fine. In all the years of doing this podcast, these are some of the stories that come up more more frequently than others about people who just know things before they happen or they just know things about people or they just sense things or they just know when people are pregnant. There's all sorts of ways of just having that really strong intuition or that really strong precognition, whatever it is. And it is fascinating. And story number two comes from Gemma. I recently went on a trip to St. Andrews, Scotland with my family and I talked them all into doing a ghost tour. It was really great and informative about local history too, which was a bonus. On the tour was me, my sister, my mum and her boyfriend James. My papa and youngest sister had bailed earlier in the tour for ice cream and a wee sit down before heading back to the caravan. While the tour guide was talking about Nun's Walk, my sister pulled her phone out of her pocket and showed it to me. She was receiving a call from James, who was standing across from us none the wiser. My sister signalled to my mum and she got James to check his phone, which was not showing as calling anyone. He put it back in his pocket and we carried on listening to the guide. About 20 seconds later, my phone started vibrating in my pocket. 
I pulled it out and sure enough, a phone call from James. Bearing in mind with today's phones, you have to put in a passcode to unlock it. This was very strange. I showed my mum and James my phone and he checked. In the same minute, a private number then called James's phone and he promptly noped and declined. Once the tour guide had finished that section and we were walking to the next part, James spoke to him and explained what had happened and asked if that could have been connected to anything. The guide excitedly said yes. There is a wee girl ghost called Bella that comes on his tours and has been reported to mess with electronics and hold people's hands. We carried on with the rest of the tour, buzzing that something paranormal had actually happened. At the end of the tour, we hung back a little and the guide asked us what had happened again and we chatted about it. My sister and I had incoming calls from James on our call logs, but only a phone call to my sister showed on James's phone. It was then I noticed that I had a two-second voicemail from James. I listened nervously and honestly couldn't believe my ears. It was the voice of a little girl saying, hang up. What the fuck? I played it on loudspeaker for everyone else to hear and we were all dumbfounded. Like what the actual fuck was happening? The tour guide asked if he could record it, saying he thinks that I have Bella on my phone. I'm going to insert the audio now of what they heard on the phone. Hang up. Received. Hang up. Received. We all walked away and went for ice cream, delighted and weirded out by our new experience, trying to wrap our heads around it. And I thought to myself, I am definitely going to email the podcast about this. On the way for ice cream, I phoned my papa to check him and my younger sister got back to the caravan okay. And I blurted out everything that had happened. I was so excited. His reply was, I, I know all about it. It's all haunted down there. I could tell he was taking the piss, but didn't know what he was meaning. He then said, My mobile phone ran out of money, so I couldn't phone you to say that we were back at the caravan, so me and Annie tried to phone you all using James's Alexa in the caravan, followed by some smug laughter. Well, to say we were disappointed was an understatement, but we all had fits of the giggles, and even more so when we thought about the delight of the tour guide when he thought he had a paranormal experience. I still haven't told him can't bring myself to burst his bubble. Oh, I loved this story. I love a story of mistaken paranormal identity where people then go, oh shit, yeah, it was actually just this. Because it just makes, it makes it all the more entertaining. It happens to everybody. It happens all the time. And I think there's no harm in being able to laugh at like, laugh at yourself in those situations and go, oh, I really thought it was paranormal there for a second. But actually, there is a logical explanation. This is what it is. I think that sometimes, not to make this a really serious discussion or anything, I think that sometimes that's where paranormal investigators or, you know, content creators or whatever, where they fall down or where where it gets really difficult to watch. The inability to accept that actually oh, that's that's probably not paranormal in that incident and this is probably what happened or this is the logical explanation and then doubling down and then it kind of shakes the credibility of the whole affair, etc, etc. So that's why I love stories like this. When people have an experience, they're really freaked by it or really excited by it and then they think, oh, actually, hang on, this is this is what happened. I think that I would also struggle to tell the tour guide and that tour guide is definitely still telling that story to other people.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Anonymous and Gemma for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 19th of October 2022. If you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can check out patreon.com forward slash reallifeghoststories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time.